Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
lift it up. Come on, lift it up. We say lift it. We say our God. Let's lift it up. Sing it again, sing, yeah. He's lifted up. We say our God. It's lifted up. Come on, lift it up. He's lifted up. Our God is lifted. So we say, higher than the heavens. He's greater than the nation. He is exalted. Let the whole world rejoice. We say, our God. He's lifted up. We say, our God. He is lifted. We say, lift it up. He's lifted up. We say, our God is lifted up. Good morning, Salem, and happy December to you. We'd like to invite you to stand as we begin our worship experience. Whether you're here in the sanctuary or connected virtually, look, we are so joyful and elated that you have joined us here this morning. The Bible says, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The scripture from this morning is taken out of the epistle of Hebrews, 13 chapter, verses 15 through 16. Through Jesus, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good works and share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let's pray. Eternal Heavenly Father, our God, we thank you so much for another opportunity to worship and praise your name. Help us to have an attitude of gratitude and let praise be our pleasure. We lift you up today and we magnify your name and we ask that you would bless this service. All in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give our God a hand clap of praise this morning for his name is greatly and greatly to be praised. How I many are glad to be in God's house this morning? Come on, let's celebrate the wonderful name of Jesus. For I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, let's lift them up. Come on, everybody. Let's sing it together. What a fellowship. We say what a joy. And we're leaning on. What a blessing. And what a peace. We're leaning. We say what a fellowship and what a joy. We're leaning. We say what a blessing and what a peace. We're leaning on. We're leaning on Jesus. Come on, Christ. And we're safe and secure. We sing Christ. We're leaning on. We're leaning on Jesus. Christ. And we're safe and secure. We're leaning. Christ. We're leaning on. Come on, clap your hands and let's rejoice in Jesus. Come on. There is freedom in Jesus. Come on. 
Come on, let's rejoice. Come on, everybody, we're leaning. Christ, and we're safe and secure all along. We're leaning. We say Christ, and we're leaning on. We're leaning on Jesus, Christ, and we're safe and secure all along. We're leaning. Come on, sing. Come on, let's give him glory this morning. That's our testimony. We're leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus Christ. He is our King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. How many can testify that he is forever your king? Come on, how many are grateful to have Jesus as our king, as our leader? He is our shelter. He's our mercy. Come on, let's sing it as a church together. Everybody, come on, let's say, I love you. Come on. Forever. Forever. Come on, with all my heart. With all my heart. Come on, I love you. I love you. Forever. Forever. Forever, you're my king. That's our testimony to the king this morning. Come on, I'll love you. I love you. Come on, forever. Forever. With all my heart. With all my heart. Come on, I love you. I love you. Forever. You're my king. Forever, you're my king. Come on, everybody, come on, say, my shelter. Forever. Come on, in time of storm. Come on, who can we run to when we're facing difficulties in life? My shelter, Lord. Lord, forever, yes. Forever, you're my king. Come on, who can we run to, y'all? He's been our shelter, Lord. Come on, we sing forever. In time of song. You've been our shelter, Lord. And we sing forever, Jesus. Forever, you're. Come on, if you can testify to that this morning, everybody. Say, you've been my shelter, Lord. 
said, depend on keeper, Jesus. Come on, we say in time of song. Leave me to the rock that's higher than I myself the Lord. And we say forever, Jesus, Lord. Forever, y'all. Come on, is he your king? Let's raise it. Oh, everybody, your mercy, Jesus. That's the reason we're still here. Come on, shall follow me. Come on, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Your mercy, Lord. And we can say forever, Lord. If you're grateful for God's mercy this morning, lift it. Come on. Say your mercy. And we can say forever. Shall follow me. We're grateful, Lord, that you extend your mercy, Lord. And we say forever, Lord. Forever you're Come on, raise it to the king this morning. Come on. We can say, your mercy, Jesus. Come on, forever, Lord. Shall follow me. Come on, say, your mercy, Jesus. We say forever, Lord, forever, Lord, forever, y'all, forever, you're my king. Come on, forever, y'all, for God is our refuge and strength, present help in time of trouble, forever, y'all. He says, Lord, I'll be with you. Even until the end of the world, Lord, forever, Lord. When storms of life are raging, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Listen, for you're my comforter, you're my keeper, you're my sustainer, you're my healer, you're my lover of my soul, God. Forever, y'all. Forever, you're my you are Jesus. You're my strength when I'm weak. You're the lifter of my bow down head. Forever you're my king. Whatever we're facing, we can put our trust in the Lord. Forever y'all. Forever you're my king, Lord. Come on, forever y'all. I will be with you. I will be with you. Say, I will be with, be with you. 
That's what the Lord says. Trust me. This is the line I love. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. Say, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, never, never leave you. God a praise in this room. Lift it up. Use your mouth right now. Come on and give him glory. Salem family, it's time for prayer. We want to remember those hospitalized. Sister Jewel Gay, Brother Alonzo Gulliford. Want to remember those on our prayer list. Our senior pastor, Selwyn Q. Backus. Sister Gloria Brody. Sister Eileen Brooks. Mother Juanita Cross. Sister Kissiana Curtis. Sister Toria Osley. Sister Janice Rogers. Sister Donna Surratt, Sister Otha Young-White, Brother Ron Alvoid, 
Brother Gerald Anderson, Brother Sam Cuffey, Brother Steve Hawthorne, Brother Larry Kilpatrick, Brother William Newby, Brother T.J. Robinson, Jr., Brother James Smith, Brother Frank Stewart, Sr., Brother Joe Williams. We also want to keep in our hearts and our prayers the family of those who lost loved ones. Sister Ethel Williams and the loss of her sister, Rosemary Fowler. Sister Alma Avant and the loss of her sister, Raylynn Milton. Brother Orlando Jackson and the loss of his brother, Jesse Williams. Mother Juanita Cross and Deacon Bobby Bryson and the loss of their brother, Booker T. Ace Bryson. The viewing, the viewing will be held on Tuesday, December 6th, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., followed by the celebration of life service at 11 a.m. here from Salem. Also, Deacon Leonard Fairley and the loss of his wife, Mother Alexa Fairley. Celebration of life service will be held on Friday, December 16th, with viewing and visitation at 10 a.m., followed by celebration of life at 11 a.m., here at Salem Baptist Church. Family, our prayer list is waiting. In the epistle of Hebrews, the author there tells us, though, that we have a high priest, a high priest in Jesus Christ who we can go to God directly, and that has been tempted and suffered in every way that we have, and so he's able to identify what our weakness is. And the author says, therefore, we can go before the throne of grace boldly and with confidence. Let's do that together this morning. Bow your heads with me. Eternal Heavenly Father, our God, we lift you up, we magnify, and we praise your name this morning. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the sovereign ruler, the supreme ruler, the creator of the entire universe. The God who created time and space and then tapped into time and space to save our souls. The great I am, King of kings, Lord of lords, we lift you up, we magnify, we praise your name, we adore you today, Lord Jesus. We give you all the adoration and the praise simply because we are created to do so. You are deserving of all of our praise, all of our worship, all of our glory, all of the honor. You are God himself. And we love you. We praise you in your triunus. We praise you that you're the Father. We praise you in the person of the Son, Jesus Christ. And we praise you for your precious, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for living in us, abiding in our lives. Thank you for giving us your word and your spirit that we're so well equipped. Thank you for ruling and establishing us in your word. Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning confessing our sins, confessing that we're not deserving of you not deserving of your grace and your mercy, but you loved us and you gave it to us anyway. But not only that, you gave it to us in the person of your son, Jesus Christ, who came down to the earth and suffered and died in our place and rose with all power in his hand. We thank you that we have acceptance before you that's not given by anything that we've done, but just by the righteousness that is in Christ Jesus, the righteousness that you have granted us by faith in you. Lord, we love you and we thank you this morning. We adore you. We are just so amazed at how you're clothed in majesty, how your Shekinah lights light up. Lord, we are just in a state of awe and admiration because of your glory. 
And so we thank you this morning. We thank you that no matter what we go through, that you're a God that knows our problems. There's no problem too small. There's no problem too big. No matter what we go through, you're always there. No matter where we lay our bed, you're always there. Lord, we love you and we thank you for that. Thank you for teaching us how to love like your son Jesus loved. Thank you for giving us salvation and abundant life. Thank you for creating us in your image. And then when we fail, by faith, you're conforming us to the image of your son. Lord, we just want to be just like you. The world wants to be like athletes. They want to be like celebrities. But Lord, we want to be like you. We want to look like you. We want to act like you. Lord, we want to live just like you. And you gave us the ability to do that. In the scriptures, you tell us that it's not we who live, but it's Christ that lives through us. And so we thank you for that this morning. We lift you up and we praise your magnificent, your holy, and your blessed name. Lord, we ask that you would bless this worship service. Bless the word that is coming from Pastor Wilford. We ask that you would touch our lives and prepare our hearts to hear from you. And Lord, we lift up every prayer in that prayer list. It's a weighty prayer list, Lord, but we thank you that you are even weightier. We thank you for your glory. And Lord, we ask that you be with those families and that you will bless them. But Lord, we ask that you would help us rejoice in those that have gone home to you, that know you, that they're in a better place, that we know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so we rejoice that they're present with you today. And Lord, we anxiously wait that day where all knees shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When you will create that new heaven and new earth and we'll all sing together a holy, holy, holy with your angelic hosts. Now keep us today, Father, and bless our worship service. And we lift you up and we praise your name. And we pray all this in the most magnificent and blessed name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Welcome to Salem News. 2022 is the year of realization. It's our prayer that you'll have a meaningful encounter with God today because here at Salem, we believe the best season of your life is just ahead. Here are this month's highlights. We hope you're planning to join us today after worship for the final performance of Joyful Noise, a gospel Christmas entitled Peace on Earth at the Holland Performing Arts Center. Tickets are $20 for today's matinee performance, which begins at 4 p.m. You can purchase your tickets in person at the Holland Center box office located at 12th and Douglas Street. Attention Salem members, mark your calendars. Our end of year annual meeting is Tuesday, December 13th at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary. We'll review the highlights from 2022 and await with great expectation all that God has planned for us as a church in 2023. Please note that for the time being, we'll continue with one Sunday worship at 10 a.m. Updates will be provided on time changes if necessary between now and the winter months. Let the praise begin. Salem's Music and Fine Arts Ministry presents this year's Christmas Day worship celebration. Salem family, invite someone to worship or join the live stream on Sunday, December 25th at our 10 a.m. worship experience. Join us as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't want to miss this Christmas Day worship celebration. As you can see here at Salem, we have many exciting opportunities and events, and we want to invite everyone to get connected and get involved. To stay up to date with all church opportunities, visit our website, salembc.org. 
Also, like us on Facebook, Salem Baptist Church Omaha, on BoxCast, or subscribe to our Salem YouTube channel. I'm Cerise Cole for Salem News. We sure hope you have a great day and a blessed week. Amen. Amen. Salem, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. When they said, let's go into the Lord's house, I was glad about it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I'm, my name is Charles Smith, and uh, I have a special announcement I want to make uh, this morning. I'm part of the deacon's ministry here, and we have a tradition here at the Salem Church uh, every year we honor our pastor with a Christmas gift. And, uh, but before I, before I go into that, I want to say a few words. I have a lot to say, and uh, it's not going to take me long. It's not going to take me long, I promise. Every, every now and then I, I get to poke at the pastor uh, about various things, but I, I want to share with you this morning. I've been, I've been at this church for 22 years. I've been a member here for 22 years, and... Amen. Praise God. I, I give God the glory. For, uh, for 17 of those years, Pastor Bacchus has been our senior pastor. And for 14 of those years, I've been a deacon here at Salem. So I, I think I earned the right to say what I'm getting ready to say. Okay. Amen. Now, I've heard, the, I've, I've heard and I've seen the pastor preach, and I've seen him teach. I have seen the pastor encourage the youth. I have seen him honor the elders. I have seen him serve in the community. I have seen him counsel. I have been in the presence of him while he is counseling those that are in need. I have seen him feed the hungry. I have seen him lead the baptisms of new believers. And I've seen him officiate marriage. Matter of fact, he married off my son. And I have seen him lay to rest those that have gone home to be with the Lord. Now, let me tell y'all something. There's one thing I have not seen. I have not seen in the 17 years that I've been here, I have not seen the pastor take a sabbatical. Now, maybe he has, but I have not seen it. And I want you to know that he is on sabbatical, and then I'm getting ready to say that it is about time that he gets some rest. It's about time. He's done all this work, and he needs some rest, and he's getting rest, and the deacons are in touch with him every day, and I want you to know he is doing fine. He is doing mighty fine. So, yes, amen, amen. He needs some refreshing, and the Holy Spirit is refreshing him, and I want us to bless him, and I want us to bless his family this Christmas. Now, here's what I want y'all to do. If you're here, and if you're in the 19th century with me, you can fill out one of these cards. But if you're in the 21st century with them other folk, y'all can go online and y'all can put in the memo section of Cash App and uh, uh, whatever that other, those other things are. Yeah, uh-huh, PayPal and all that stuff. Y'all can put in the memo section your best gift for our pastor to show him how much y'all appreciate him and how much we love him. Amen. Amen? On the bottom line of this sheet right here, if you're here today, you just put pastor's gift, Christmas gift, and put your best gift in there and show him how much you love him and how much we appreciate him for all that he's done. Amen? Amen. Are y'all with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Salem. Right. 
Amen. Now, we know there is only one Deacon Charles Smith. Amen. <laughs> we love Deacon Smith. Salem, we have just a few additional announcements that we want to make and highlight a few others. Want to let you know that the Pfizer vaccination shot and flu shots will be available Wednesday, December the 12th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. in the foyer of the church. Again, we want to emphasize our annual meeting of the membership, which will be held on Tuesday, December the 13th at 7 p.m. We do need you to come out. We have some very important information we want to share with you as we move in toward 2023. We want to give you our new theme, and we want to tell you some of the things that we have in store for you as we move forward. So we need to see you on December the 13th at 7 p.m. I pray that you will be here. Our Word for Your Walk broadcast will be shown each Sunday at 1.30 p.m. on the CW Network. We know that this will be a blessing for you, so we invite you to tune in. And we're looking forward to seeing you this afternoon at our final production of the Joyful Noise production at the Holland Center. And then on Sunday, December the 18th, we're having College Sunday. So we're inviting each member to wear their favorite college or university gear or your alma mater, but we want to celebrate uh, colleges. We're inviting some college students from area universities to church on that Sunday, and so we want to make them feel welcome here at the Salem Baptist Church, so we're looking forward to a great time on Sunday, December the 18th. Again, uh, we invite you on that Sunday to wear your favorite college gear or your alma mater. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And I just believe you can't be God-given. Amen. Amen. Deacon Smith has already indicated uh, how we have a tr wonderful tradition here at the Salem Baptist Church. But also, we want to make sure that we give God our tithes and offering. And over and above our tithes and offering, we ought to give sacrificially to the kingdom and to the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What is a tithe? A tithe is simply 10% of what you and I earn. And we want to make sure we're faithful because the Bible says that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings that we won't have room enough to receive. There are several ways in which you can give your tithes and offering. You can surely fill out an offering envelope. You can mail your offering in to the church at Salem Baptist Church, 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. You may drop your tithes and offering off Monday through Friday, 9 a.m to 5 p.m. in the Secure Tithe and Offering Box, which is located just outside of the administrative office. You may also visit our website at SalemBC.org. You can give through PayPal, Venmo, Givelify, Cash App, or you may text to give at 402-543-3316. And for those who are in the sanctuary as you exit the worship service on today, there will be individuals at the doors who will be ready to receive your offering. Amen? At this time, we want to lift our offerings to the Lord and repeat our affirmation about what we believe here at the Salem Baptist Church about giving. Simply repeat after me. We plant good seed in good soil, and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. and we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. And the people of God said, praise the Lord. 
Amen. Salem, we are so blessed on today. Uh, several years ago, through the wisdom of our senior pastor, he wanted to honor those who had come before him, uh, Pastor J.C. Wade and Pastor Maurice Watson. And so he started a tradition here at the Salem Baptist Church each December. He would invite young, dynamic, up-and-coming, and energetic preachers on the first Sunday of December, and he labeled it the Wade Watson Preaching Series. And today, there is no exception. While our speaker today is no stranger to the Salem Baptist Church, he has come many years as he performed in our resurrection production each and every year, but he's also a man of God who preaches the gospel. And so we're happy to welcome him to the Salem pulpit for the first time as a minister of the gospel, the pastor David Wilford of Chicago, Illinois. He will be coming in his own way. We will now continue in worship with our music and fine arts ministry. And after they uh, minister to us, the very next preaching voice you will hear will be that of Pastor David Wilford. God bless you.
Come on, it's all right if we take a moment. Come on, I'm going to give you your time. I don't know how merciful he's been to you. I don't know how good he's been to you. But just for about the next 30 seconds, I know we might be out of formality, but I want to give you about the next 30 seconds to the next minute to just give him what he's due. Come on, for his mercy. Come on, for his goodness. Come on, I'm going to give you your time. Lord, you've been so merciful to us. You've been so good to us. When we did not deserve it, when we did not earn it, you've still been so good. Yes, Lord, we praise you. We worship you for your goodness, for your goodness, for your goodness, for your goodness. It is only because of the Lord's mercy that we have not been consumed. Give it to me one more time.
Father, we thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor for your goodness. We recognize this morning that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? You truly have been good to us, even when we could not see it. Even when we could not perceive it in the moment, we can look back and say, surely the Lord has been good to us. Surely you have shown us mercy, you have shown us favor, you have shown us grace, and this morning we want to appreciate you for that. Father, we thank you for this holy moment that we stand in. I ask that you would speak through me, that your people might hear what you intend for them to hear. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory as we go into this preaching moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Good morning, Salem. It is a pleasure to be back with you this Sunday morning. And normally when I'm with you as family, you all are seeing me in a different capacity. I'm somewhere stretched out on a cross somewhere being lifted up during Easter. But I am excited to be with you this morning. Can you do me a favor and can you honor your pastor? and your first lady. I honor you. I honor Pastor Bacchus. Thank you for allowing me to stand in your pulpit in your absence. To your amazing minister of music, my brother, Marky. Amen. And to his wife also, I love you, Dorinda. Amen. We're happy to be here. I'm going to go to the Word of God and I'm going to try not to get put out of church today. Romans chapter number four. Romans chapter number four. And we'll begin at the 17th verse and we will conclude at the 21st verse. I will be reading from the New Living Translation this Sunday morning. Romans chapter number four, verse number 17. As a matter of fact, I apologize. I want to start at verse 16. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured, or the King James Version says he considered, that his body was as good as dead. 
and so also was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, his faith growing stronger, parenthetically, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. For about the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, relentless faith. Relentless faith. Relentless faith. You can have your seat in the presence of the Lord. Uh, the book of Romans is actually one of my favorite books of the New Testament uh, because it so clearly articulates the beauty of salvation in Christ that we can only access through faith and not by our works. Is there anybody glad in the room that you're saved not because of anything that you did, not because of how great you are, not because of how wonderful you have been, but you recognize that you are saved only through faith in the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice that he has made for you. But it's still easy to read the book of Romans and to disassociate ourselves because we are not the Jews or the Gentiles of the first century church. And we don't seemingly find ourselves at the same tension point that they were at. So if I be real and just be honest for a moment, have you ever read the Bible and said, yeah, that was good for them, but what does that have to do with me? Uh, it's nice that they're arguing over whether people got to be circumcised or not, and it's good that they're trying to figure out whether they got to keep the law of Moses or not. But what does that have to do with me in 2022? Because I'm not arguing necessarily about being circumcised. I'm not talking about whether we have to necessarily keep the law of Moses. So it's easy to disassociate yourself and to read the book of Romans as if it is simply history. But I want to suggest to you that if you have ever been an underdog, if you have ever been rejected, if you have ever been locked out of or excluded from elite spaces and places that you've desired to be in, that you actually have something in common with those that the book of Romans is addressing. Or on the flip side, if you've ever felt like I've been doing everything that I could to live right, I've been keeping all of the rules. I've been a good church boy. I've been a good church girl. And it seems like no matter what I do, I get the short end of the stick. It's okay if we be honest in God's house. There are moments where you get frustrated. You get disappointed. And then you say, I've been doing all of that. And now here comes somebody in the 11th hour. And I know they ain't doing half of what what I've been doing. They don't read their devotion in the morning. They don't pray. They're doing whatever they want to do, however they want to do it. And seemingly coming in, First Lady, at the 11th hour, they're still blessed. 
Things are still seemingly working in their favor. David put it this way in the Psalms. He said, I envied the wicked. I just want to find a few real people in here that will say there are moments and tough spots that you can get in life where you say, Lord, I'm trying to serve you with all that I've got. I'm trying to stay in the word. I'm trying to stay committed. But it seems like everything is falling apart for me. Meanwhile Sally, Joe, Bobby and Sue are doing whatever however and it seems like they are being blessed. David said I envied the wicked until I came into the sanctuary and I got a revelation that although it seems like they're prospering, there is no real prosperity without God. Although it seems for a moment that they are riding high, I know what their end is going to be. And I am so glad that even if I am suffering for a moment, I have the eternal assurance assurance that I know what my end is going to be you see the writer of Romans had to take some time to uh, to clear a few things up to both groups of people to Jews who felt like they were doing everything that they were supposed to do keeping the law of Moses living perfectly according to the word that was given to them in the Old Testament and now you're saying that Gentiles at the 11th hour can come in and partake of the blessing of Abraham no you got me messed up God ain't no way in the world that I'm doing all of this and then now people are coming in at the end but then he also has a message to the Gentiles, those who the Bible says were alienated from the covenant, didn't have a family, didn't have a chance to talk to God or even know who he was. And in the book of Romans, he says, for all have sinned. Yep. Those of us that think we've done it right and we've been in church all of our lives and those who just came to God last week. Matter of fact, maybe this morning, the writer of Romans says, for all have have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. You see the grace of God levels the playing field. I said the grace of God makes us all equal in the sight of God. Is there anybody in this room that is grateful for the grace of God? Oh I want to find a praiser in the room that says I know I couldn't have earned this I'm only here somebody shout by the grace of God so the writer of Romans makes it clear that faith is what saves us not what we have done it's the first Sunday what a beautiful reminder that I'm only saved because of the blood Oh, I know it may get old to you and I may have a Baptist fit every first Sunday. <laughs> 
Oh, I know you're tired of me screaming and running and shouting every Sunday, but I get a reminder on first Sundays that I would not be here if it had not been for the blood. I know I'm getting on your nerves because I keep screaming and I keep hollering and I keep yelling, but I keep being reminded that I would not be saved if it had not been for the blood. Is there anybody in this room? on this first Sunday of the last month of the year that says I'm grateful for the blood, for the blood, for the blood, for the blood. It still reaches today, 2022, December. It still reaches to the highest mountain and if you've ever been in the lowest valley I'm glad that the blood still has power to find me at my lowest. Somebody shout the blood. I want you to understand that what has been under attack in the last season of your life is your faith. I want to say it again. You may have been asking God what is going on, what is happening. What has been under attack in the last season of your life, that is you individually and even us corporately as a body of Christ, as the church, what has been under attack is our faith. In Luke chapter number 22, it's not my text, I'm getting there in just a second, but in Luke chapter number 22 and verse 31, Jesus says something so profound to Peter. He says, Peter, Satan has desired to have you so that he could sift you okay sift is King James speak let me put it in real terms Satan wants to have you so he can break you down so he can wear you out to nothing so that he can break you down that's what sifting is of we to break you down to your core essential self and Jesus says but I prayed for you He said, I prayed for you. And see, this is where I have a problem with that text. Because Jesus says, I prayed for you, and I got excited. Because I said, maybe Jesus prayed that the enemy wouldn't have me. But I kept reading, and that's not what the text said. Maybe he prayed so the enemy wouldn't sift me. But that's not what the text said. Jesus said, I prayed for you because I know that you're going to have to go through the process. But what I prayed is that even though you would go through the sifting, that when it was all said and done, after you had been sifted, after you went through on the job, after you went through in family, after you went through in the church, that after all of that sifting that you would not lose your faith he said I'm praying that your faith wouldn't fail and I want to tell you something this Sunday morning that Jesus the Christ the chief intercessor is still on the throne praying for us that our faith wouldn't fail I 
know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know it hasn't been easy. But your faith is the thing that's going to carry you through. You see, the enemy's not just after your praise. The enemy's not just after your money. The enemy's not just after your job. Those are all vehicles that he's using to get you to surrender your faith. Because the devil knows that if you can hold on to your faith, it is the way that everything comes to pass in the kingdom of God. He knows that if you can hold on to your faith, that there is nothing that would be impossible to you. So in our text, I'm almost through for real. In our text, Romans, start off with a declaration that I've been reiterating throughout this whole message. The promise, the promise, the promise, the promise of salvation is received by faith. It's received by faith. You cannot earn it. Hallelujah. You cannot deserve it no matter how good you are. The Bible says our righteousness, when we think we've got it right, the Bible says it's still as filthy rags. No matter how good we think we're doing. No matter how many times your Bible app tells you that you met your weekly reading goals. That your reading time has increased this week. I couldn't even read my way into salvation. I couldn't pray my way into salvation. I couldn't give my way into salvation. Somebody say it's by faith. It's by faith. Abraham is considered the father of faith because the truth of the matter is Abraham was not a Jew. If you study Abraham, Abraham, Abram was a pagan. And it is the perfect picture of grace because God takes somebody who wanted nothing to do with him, sends a word and calls out to him just like he is. He doesn't say, Abram, I'm waiting for you to get circumcised. He doesn't say, Abram, I'm waiting for you to be sanctified. He doesn't say, Abram, I'm waiting for you to be perfect. But in the middle of his imperfection, Abram is minding his business and he hears a voice that sounds different from any other voice that he's heard. And God tells Abram, I need you to get up out your daddy's crib I'm sorry to leave your father's house we'll go with King James I need you to put away all of your idols and follow me and I'm not even going to tell you where you're going Have you ever felt that way? Lord, I'm following you. I'm trying to trust you. But would you please, would you please, pretty please, just Jesus be a GPS. Tell me where my final destination is so I'll know where to turn left and I'll know where to turn right. But God says I'm not going to give you all of the instructions from the beginning because I'm cultivating in you the faith to follow. So God tells Abram, follow me. I'm going to make you a father 
of many nations. Here's the thing that God does. God tells you and declares to you who you are before you become it in this world. God says about you what he intended for your life, even if you are not manifesting that or you are not living that out yet. Because the word of God is so powerful that once you become aware of his thoughts, once you began to receive his affirmation and his identity rather than what you've gone through and what others have said about you, see, it's December. If you're still worried about what folks said about you this year, you're late, you're tardy. You have to understand that I've got to focus on what God has said about me. So God tells Abram, you're going to be the father of many nations. And Abram like, all right, cool, bet. I'm going to follow you, but maybe you don't know my body. Maybe you don't know me, Sarah, this whole situation. Not, not working out. And Abram follows because he hears the word of the Lord. And God's word has the ability, we read it, to make something out of nothing. Let me give it to you in another text. By the word of God, Hebrews, the worlds were framed when there was nothing. God said, let there be. And out of nothing stepped something. When there was darkness and there was no definition of light, God said, let there be. And here comes light out of the nothingness of darkness. God says, let the land be separated from the waters. Let the firmament be separated, the one above from the one below. And out of nothing steps something because of the word of God. I've got to take my seat. But tell your neighbor, whatever you do, don't lose sight of the word over your life. Whatever you do, don't let go of what God said about you. 17, verse 17 is my key verse. It blessed me because sometimes when we talk about faith, allow me a few moments just to talk through this because sometimes when we talk about faith, we talk about it in such a way where it seems fantasical. We talk about faith in such a way where uh, uh, we don't necessarily talk about all of the tension points that you will encounter in your journey of faith. When we testify, we testify, but we leave out the tension. We testify about how he healed, but we don't tell you that in the middle of believing God for healing, I started considering some stuff, and sometimes doubt tried to come in, and sometimes I was a little depressed, and sometimes I did go through some storms, but I'm not a phony preacher. I came to tell you the truth, that along your journey of faith, there will be tension points. 
this is why I love this verse. Because the writer of Romans communicates to us the real truth. Yes, Abram was great. He followed God. He left his family. He did all of those things. And if you grew up in church like me, you probably know the song, Father Abraham had many sons. You know, all the great stuff we say about him. There you go. But the scripture says that Abram had a legitimate reason not to hope anymore. Maybe you missed it. I want to free you because sometimes when we preach faith, we beat ourselves up. And we beat those up that we're preaching to because sometimes in the middle or in the thick of a situation, we are trying to encourage so much that we don't take a moment to realize that sometimes people are actually in hopeless situations. I know this is too real, but sometimes when we look around, First Lady, we don't see a reason to hope. I heard the song. I heard the sermon. I felt the worship, but I still went back to a hopeless situation yes church was good yes I prayed yes I read but if the truth be told I feel just like Abraham I am in a hopeless situation and if I be honest because God loves truth in the inward parts I'm tired I'm tired of believing. I'm tired of keep hoping. I'm tired of hoping for the best and seemingly the worst always comes my way. I'm tired of disappointment. Anybody ever been disappointed? And you see the, the counselor in me says when you are disappointed enough, you adjust your expectation. When you are disappointed enough, you adjust your expectation. But when it comes to things in the spirit, if hope can be defined as joyful expectation, and I'm disappointed over and over again, and I adjust my expectation, how then will I ever get to faith? Oh, let me, I, I got to teach for just two more minutes. Because Hebrews 11 says this, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Spin the block, run that back. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of, let's break it down, of things hoped for. Which means I've got to hope for something before I can have faith for it. I've got to hope I gotta have an expectation of something before I can put my faith in that direction and the enemy will try and orchestrate disappointment after disappointment after disappointment after disappointment so that you'll just stop expecting God to do whatever he said he was going to do but I want to take just a moment and encourage you that even if you are in a hopeless situation you can make a decision like Abraham okay I tried to help God out me and Sarah and we had Ishmael and Hagar was a problem that trifling whatever she was she was a problem that was an issue I did that on my own but God 
even though I orchestrated that on my own and it all went awry, I'm going to keep on trusting you. Lord, even though it's been several years since what you told me and the manifestation of it, I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on because I believe that you are faithful who promise. I got to really close. Bible says that Abram considered, that's King James, his body. I want to say this again because I want to liberate us as a body. That considering the facts does not render you faithless. I want to say that again because sometimes when we consider the facts, and we consider our reality, we feel as if we are out of faith, that we are not in alignment with faith. But let me tell you what faith is. Faith is not ignoring what is happening. Faith is not saying, I'm not going to the doctor. Faith is not saying that although something's happening in my body, I refuse to check what it is. I refuse to figure out what it is. I refuse to let the doctor see what it is. No, 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 no. Schedule me an appointment because I got to know exactly what to put my faith towards. Yep, I'm going to the specialist. I want to know exactly what it is so that I'll know what to pray for, so I'll know how to be instructed, so I'll know what direction to put my faith in the Bible says that Abram considered his body but even after considering his body Dorinda he didn't weaken in his faith which means there is a fine line and there is a tension point where I can admit and recognize what is going on yet still believe God. This is why the world doesn't understand us. This is why the unbeliever cannot grasp faith because yes, I know what I see, but even after the assessment of my natural eye, I've got another power at work in me. Ah, the Bible puts it this way God is able to do exceeding abundantly above whatever I said above why y'all looking at me crazy I said he's able to supersede whatever you've got somebody shout above he's able to do exceeding abundantly above whatever you ask or think but here is the kicker it is according to the power not that is at work in him but the Bible says that it is according to the power that is at work in you what is the power I feel my help that's at work in me it is my faith what is the power that is at work in me somebody shout it's my faith and that's why the devil is after it because he knows that
that my faith gives me the power to produce and in the last month of this year there are those of you that have felt tired there are those of you that have felt weary there are those of you that have said it's December and God has not done what he promised me I just stopped by Salem to tell you take a cue from Father Abraham yes you may be in a hopeless situation yes you may be in a dark place yes you may be in a dark tunnel but I got a word I got a word I got a word keep believing in spite of what it looks like keep believing in spite of what it feels like knowing that God I said knowing that God is able to do exactly what he said I don't care how long it takes tell your neighbor say neighbor I'm willing to wait on it the promise is so good that I'm willing to wait what God said about me is so good that I that I I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to be steadfast. I'm willing to be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, whatever you do, don't lose your faith. Whatever you do, don't let go of your hope. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. God's gonna do exactly. I said God's gonna do exactly what he said he was going to do. Somebody show yes. Now I need somebody in this room to praise him like you believe even in the middle of a hopeless situation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping me while I wait. Thank you that while I wait I didn't lose my mind. Thank you. I'm trying to hold it together, but somebody ought to tell him thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There are others that while they were going through, they lost their mind. They lost their way. But here I am. I said here I am in the last month of the year, still holding on. Still holding on, still holding on, shouting yes. Hold on, hold on. 
for my time, but I got one more time. Hold on. Hold on. Though the winds may blow, hold on. Though it may be dark, hold on. Though it may be weary, Relentless faith. I got relentless faith. Yes, I've been bruised. Yes, I've been battered. Yes, I've been in mourning. Yes, I've been in grief. But I, I still believe. God bless you. Somebody's faith is being strengthened in the room. Somebody's faith is being restored. The devil is trying to make you give up on the promise. But I will contend for my promise. I'm willing to fight for it. I'm willing to fight for it. Everything God said, I want it. I want it, I want it, I want it. It may have been 20 years, but I still want it. May have been 30 years, but I still want the promise. Shout it God is able. 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 David said, There is nothing too hard. There is nothing too hard for my God. Power. It belongs to God. Come on and praise Him. Because power is being released in this room to bring to pass, to birth, to manifest. Ah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I don't care what you think about me. Watch me if you want to. I'm willing to go crazy for everything God said was mine.
dare you to praise him for the promise before you see it. I said, I dare you to praise him for the promise before you see it. I don't see it, but I praise you in advance. I'll dance in advance. I'll praise in advance. Cause I don't know, no, no, no. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. the church are open. We invite you to stand with us at this time. The invitation is being extended. Family, this morning we've heard a powerful, powerful message of the gospel. From the book of Romans, we'll learn that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That we were all born into a hopeless, hopeless situation. And there's nothing we can do to earn our way out of that. We can't be good enough. We can't follow rules enough. There's nothing we can do but God. Enter Jesus Christ. Enter the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that by faith, we can receive salvation and gain a relationship with Jesus Christ. In the same book of Romans, it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has risen from the dead, then you will be saved. In the Gospel of John, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only unique son, that if you would have faith, if you would believe in him, you can have everlasting life. Friends, we'd like to extend to you the offer of salvation this morning. If you would like to know to get to Lord Jesus Christ, immediately following the benediction, there would be deacons in place to receive you into the household of faith. Perhaps you're watching or listening, connected virtually. You can contact us here at 402-455-1000, option three, and I promise you there's somebody waiting to hear directly from you. I want to invite you this morning to come to Jesus Christ through faith.
God is able to do, God. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God, because he won't give up on you. He's able Amen. Praise the Lord. You may have your seat. We're blessed today to observe one of the two ordinances in the life of our church. On last week, we observed the ordinance of baptism. And on today, we have the privilege of coming to the Lord's table and sharing in communion. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, how we first of all thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come to your table once again. We thank you, Lord, for the price paid and the sacrifice made. That because you hung, bled, and died, we are able to have eternal life. Now, Lord God, we know that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But we're so thankful today, O oh Lord, that your blood was shed. And it was said enough that the sins of our past, the sins of our present, and even the sins of our future have been forgiven. And so, Lord, we say thank you. And we pray this in our Lord and Savior Jesus' name. Amen.
The Bible says, on the night in which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took the bread, and after having given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, do so in remembrance of me. Let us commune together. In the same manner, he took the cup and said, this is the new covenant of my blood. As often as you drink this cup, you do so in remembrance of me. Let us commune together. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, how we thank you again for the price paid and the sacrifice made. We thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And because of that, we have eternal life. Now, Lord God, as we go forth from this place, we pray that you will forever be with us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church family, immediately following the benediction, there will be ushers that will come down the aisle that will escort you into the vestibule. As we close the service, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we worshiped and we praise your name with our whole heart today. Thank you for the powerful, powerful message that we received from your servant. Bless us as we continue and carry that into our everyday lives. Help us not to give up not to give up on the faith. And thank you for the faith that you have given us. Continue to strengthen our faith in you and bless us as we leave this place, but never ever your presence. Now unto him who was able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before this presence with exceedingly great joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let the whole church say amen and amen. Here at the Salem Baptist Church, where we yet believe the best season of your life is still ahead.